A love lost pushes a woman to take her own life by cyanide, condemning her soul to roam the realm of the living. Does her spirit still walk through the Allen House? Well, pull up a chair and join us around the haunting table. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. everybody. Welcome back to the haunting table, episode number 10. One One and then a zero after it. Oh my goodness, we've broken the double digit ceiling, boys and girls, ghost boys and ghost girls, ghost squad alike. Welcome, everybody, back to the haunting table podcast. How are we doing today? Pretty good, pretty good, not too bad. Good, 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 good to hear. Doing well. I, uh, (laughs) My mental health is doing well today, so good, good, good. That's good it's to hear. Um, I'm your ghost boy, Jake Woods, accompanied by ghost boy Tyler uh, Kraken and Anthony Adamson. How are we doing today, guys? That's actually good. not a bad. That's actually not yeah, a bad drink. To don't be ever with call you. him that again. Okay, Tyler Carolini. Tyler Crank Crankhole Crank. Oh, ki- Ooh, uh, sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> Tyler <laughs> Crankhole. Tyler Carrot. Anyway, welcome everybody to episode number 10 of the Haunting Table Podcast. If you haven't already, shoot on over to episode number 9, where we were, Tyler. At the Yak and Yeti in Arvada. Yeti. uh, I almost said California again, in Arvada, Colorado. Arvada, Colorado. Yes, the Yak and Yeti. It was a great episode. A lot of fun doing that. Go over over there and give that to listen to. And if if you haven't listened to it, or if you did listen to it and you haven't reviewed it, please do that. Help us out. It's a free way for you to help us climb those charts, hopefully someday soon. Who knows? Hopefully. But just give us a five-star review and then leave a uh, – uh, you got to type in both. You got to do a five-star and then you got to leave a review. You could say whatever you want. You could say uh, you put a penny up your nose uh, one time in your life. I don't know. Or you ate a Lego. Um, whatever you want to do, you could do it. It helps us out. Uh yeah, and then uh, if you haven't already looked into our Instagram and our Twitter, that's haunting underscore table. Go over there. You can see some cool pictures of the podcast and of us sometimes. And then Puppy Sunday, which I actually posted this Sunday. Puppy yeah, Sunday's job. back. Puppy Sunday's back <laughs> for last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> kind of phoned it in with, that, uh, with the, uh, the caption for it, but, you know, whatever. It was that's still right, a picture matter. of a puppy on a Sunday, which we're, I'm so, exactly. was supposed to be doing, and I kept forgetting to do. But that's there all right. it is. So it's back, boys and girls, it's, and it's back. Squad, it's ghost back. squad, and Damn. then uh, yeah, our fellow yeah. ghost squaddies. Yeah, the ghost squad. Squad. <laughs> so yeah, go over there, hunting underscore table. That is for our socials, Instagram and Twitter. Um, oh. and then also, we actually had someone reach out, uh, just recently through our email address, which is thehauntingtable at gmail with uh, you know, a possible place to look into stuff like that. So if you could do that, if you if you feel like there's somewhere that you want us to come investigate or look into, please feel free to email us at thehauntingtable at gmail.com, and we will do our best to get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, because we love to talk to you guys whenever we get the chance. Um, and then of course we actually had uh, we actually had a few other people, a uh, few people reach out on like Facebook and Instagram too about yeah. places. 
Heck I feel yeah. like there's a lot of people that like message like, hey, by the way, go check this place out. Fucking yes. Let's yes. go. Give us that. Give us that sweet, sweet information. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we still we're still working on the whole merch thing. We'll keep you guys posted on that. Uh, but other than that, did I forget anything? Otherwise, or we're just going to jump into the disclaimers. Just how incredibly sexy we all are. Yeah, not not us much. doing the podcast, everyone listening to us. Us doing yeah, the podcast, no, you, we are hideous. But we are fugly. We have voices for radio. And that's why most of you guys are listening to us on the podcast. <laughs> and, and I'm ugly with a non-voice for radio. I'm just here because I decided just to force myself into this group. Because you're, you're a friend. You, hey, you do good research for you the town. You are a great friend. When you remember what <laughs> town we're in. You do good research and, for it. Ah, <laughs> ah. And the people watching us on YouTube, we apologize. There's yes. a bucket next to you. Vomit into <laughs> <when> necessary. <laughs> and we will move on. And I love Hit how, those disclaimers, boy. I love how we're all pale as ghosts, wearing white, doing a podcast about ghosts. It just fits perfectly. We're your ghost boys that look like ghosts. Ghost boy one. <sighs> all right, guys. But That's anyway, <laughs> let's, let's jump into it. Because uh, I got a... Juicy hot disclaimer turd that's just been giving me the, the, the bubble guts for the past 15 minutes that I've been talking here. So let me go ahead and drop this on your chest real quick. First and foremost, before we jump into this podcast, everybody, we are not professionals. We're not professionals in audio. We're not professionals in video, podcasting, ghost hunting, ghost busting, or ghost nutting. So please, ghost for the love nutting. of God, take everything yes, we do with a grain of salt because we are not pros. We're just three ghost boys trying to bust a ghost nut. <laughs> ghost nut just out here trying to bust a ghost all nut. over the place it's all sticky over, everywhere everywhere yeah. and then of course uh the the other disclaimer anthony what's our what's the next one the permission yeah the next one is well you killed my thunder there it's getting permission <laughs> because um as we all know i am a police officer and part of the things that we do because we do it right is we get permission by the places and the local law enforcement uh, mm-hmm. to go into these quote-unquote haunted uh, paranormal hotspots. So Absolutely. if you want to do what we do, make sure you talk to the owners and talk to the local law enforcement and get their permission yes. because it is an arrestable offense, guys, and yes, it it's Christmas and nobody wants to spend Christmas in jail. Right. So, Yes, even us, even we get permission. Otherwise, we don't go to locations. Um, so, yeah, get permission. And then, of course... always. The third, but final, but just as important, juicy disclaimer turd, Tyler. We make sure that we are always uh, respectful, respectful to all that are involved. Um, Like we try not to make fun of or denigrate any of the victims or their families. I said anyone involved of these stories because they could be kind of fucking gruesome sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. This one, this one's gonna be um, kind of sad. So, yeah. Um, obviously, we make jokes and everything. We poke fun because we're just three dudes being dudes. Sometimes being idiots. But, three idiots being yep. idiots. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah. like I said, we try to be as respectful as we possibly can. So yes. if you decide you want to do this, do that yourself. Be fucking respectful. Yes. Damn it. So, yes. Um, now, with those juicy turds out of the way, clean off your chest, take a shower, whatever you want to do. Let it dry. Peel it off like a sunburnt skin. I don't care whatever you want to do. Let's get back into the podcast here. Tyler, I, I don't care what you say. I'm doing it. 
<laughs> Where are we today, buddy? Yeah, you tr- you try telling me not to use a jingle. I don't give a fuck. I'm using it. Where are we today, Tyler? We are in, and I probably might pronounce this wrong. Is it Monticello? Is that how you pronounce it? Monticello. 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 Okay. I uh, I didn't look up actually how to pronounce this, so I figured I'd butcher that. But we are nice. in. Uh, <laughs> You're doing the whole research of the town. You don't even know how to pronounce the name. I <laughs> who cares? I'm gonna butcher it anyway. Even if I knew how to pronounce it, did yeah, this, this like true. three enough, days ago. Mr. So. Malcassins. Fair enough. Malcassins. Also, that wasn't me. At least this word is something I've never. I'm never gonna say again after this podcast. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that's true. Because when we start episode number eleven and ask you where we are, you're not gonna remember. So that's very true. Exactly. That is a hundred percent true. So anyway, we are in Monticello or Monticello. It's probably Monticello, <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> All right, it could be. it's uh, Arkansas. They're definitely not it's, Monticello. It's <laughs> Monticello. It's as white as it sounds. <laughs> Why is this guy putting an accent on our name? It's Monticello, idiot. So um, this is the largest town in southeast Arkansas. Uh, it is south of a city or town called uh, Pine Bluff, and it is located in Drew County. So, Drew County was formed in 1846. The citizens thought a new town should be made for the county seat in 1849. These are some funny-ass names to me, and I don't know why. But <laughs> they said in 1849, Fountain C, the letter C, Fountain C, and Polly Austin, the early settlers, they donated 30. 30- His name was Fountain? <laughs> Fountain, yeah. Okay. And, and Polly Little Austin. Little did we know that he actually invented the soda fountain. What? Are, you, are you being serious? Or are you just- uh, I Did you Google that I, really quick? No. I was All hoping right, exactly. you guys would take it as I, real because I am no. the researcher in this group. Because his name is Fountain. <laughs> Obviously. Soda Fountains. fountains. Which uh, that okay yeah fountain, yeah yeah fountain, that was fountain, yeah. fountain pop maybe Mo- Mo- moving on please <laughs> <laughs> so these two are the early settlers uh they donated eighty three acres for the town uh site it <laughs> I can't handle the change just laughing silently in the background I had to mute my mic man I don't want to interrupt you <laughs> <laughs> um so um. They donate these acres for the town site. Um, it's popular, popper, popularly believed. See, I don't know. I don't think I passed. You get there, dude. Popularly, yeah, yeah. You get there, dude. Popularly, I don't know. There's another <laughs> word that I can't say, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, uh, reg- regular, regularly, like regularly. So that's why I always say on a <laughs> regular Christ. basis. Cause I can't say that word. <laughs> So it's believed. I award you no points and may God have mercy on our souls. Uh, yeah, that's a great movie, by the way. So they, the citizens, they uh, believe that uh, the town was named after Thomas Jefferson's Virginia estate. So they're trying to, maybe they're trying to be fancy. Maybe it is Monticello. Because Thomas Jefferson was a fancy bitch, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Never met him before, so I don't really know. <laughs> the uh, The first courthouse was constructed in 1851 on the court square in the center of town. A second building replaced it uh, later on, which was in 1857. There was a 
lot of land, like a lot of uh, like plots of land that were donated in the early 1850s as well for a Baptist, Methodist, and Presbyterian churches. They were also set aside for a male academy, a female academy, and then a cemetery. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, let's see here. A library was established inside the courthouse that was built. Uh, that was also around uh, 1857 as well. So, I think also in that year there was the newspaper, which was the Sage of Mont- Monticello. That was. Also I just, I'm just. I just say so. let's continue to call it Monticello because that sounds. I mean, unless are you yeah. are you for sure it's Monticello. Yes, I literally asked him how to pronounce it. One of the people I interviewed, and he said it's Monticello. I don't know. Maybe next time, lead with the fact that you actually got that information from somebody. Why don't you fucking just trust me, you piece of shit? Because I don't trust you. I don't trust you. You you didn't say anything about it being, hey, I got it from the guy I talked to. You just said it like you were really sure of yourself. There, There it is, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why he's single trust issues wow dude tyler hey just so everybody knows tyler and i have like a pact when we're how old are, how old do we say 45 <laughs> uh let's see so i'm 29 and it'd be six we said 16 years 16 years so in 16 years yeah because yeah. i have if we're still single I have a, yeah if we're still single in 16 years we're then, gonna we're uh, gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a common law marriage type thing just for the tax benefits <laughs> so uh, yeah i i don't love him i like him a lot but it's really <laughs> just for the money <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> now that now that we got all of our dirty laundry aired out, you guys are welcome for that. The uh, the Civil War brought uh, there were three major battles, I guess, in uh, Monticello. Is that right, Anthony? That would be for the love correct. Of God, it's right. That is that is right. It is <laughs> yeah. No, I literally looked up. I literally looked up the pronunciation. It's Monticello. Yeah, he's making that up. <laughs> We're just gonna call it Monticello, just because yeah, that's, that's what right. I want to yep. do. So, so during the Civil War, there were three major battles here. They were in 1864, uh, and there was also three of them in 1865. They were all Union forces raiding for supplies and and artillery. And looking for Confederate soldiers. The female academy they established, which was Rogers Female Academy, which is just sounds kind of funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Roger. Rogers. For the, for the, thanks, Roger, for your female I'm academy. I'm Roger, and I love women. All right. Cool. <laughs> Good to know, Roger. You fucking thanks. weirdo. <laughs> thanks, Raj. Now, please, well, no one else was going to pay away. for it, so. Guess I'll do it. I'll fall on that grenade. So, uh, there, the female academy, which, um, was also established in 1857. There's a a lot that went on in 1857 in Monticello, by the way, that I just kind of realized it dawned on me. But they used that, the female academy, as a Confederate hospital. And then they used uh, Phi Kappa Sigma Male College as a storehouse for, like, their supplies and, I believe, like, weapons and that kind of stuff. The Union forces burned the buildings in 1865, even though... Uh, they had pretty much occupied that town during the time. They still decided just to say, fuck it, we're going to burn this place to the ground. So that's neat. Good good on you, Union soldiers. <laughs> Little good bastards. on you, you Union bastards. <laughs> so the second newspaper 
um, of the town, which was the Montes, <laughs> the Monticellonian, Monticellonian was established. Well, that sounded, that was like, that was a pretty decent, smooth, uh, I'll pronunciation, give you plus. man. B plus. Thanks. Mont- Good job, Monticellonian. Man. I appreciate it. There you go. After there I you figured go. out the actual name of the town. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. <laughs> I got you, boo. Thanks, man. So, uh, the long, the long awaited Little Rock, Mississippi River and Texas Railroad, which later became the Iron, I think they said Iron Mountain. It reached the town in 1880 from the time frame of 1874 and 1896. They hosted the Southeast Arkansas Fair during a little bit after that. Between 1887 and 1935, the town had a... What fair was it called? What was the fair called again? So, the Southeast Arkansas Fair. Southeast Arkansas Fair. That that sounds like a awful time. That sounds like a lot of corn, a lot of, a lot of boots scooting boogie. Lots, lots of overalls and (laughs) dating your sister. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's not Alabama. God. God. Sorry, wrong. Or Mississippi. wrong, Wrong state. My bad. I just get mixed up with all these A words and stuff. Alabama, Arkansas, I don't really know. Jesus Christ. Sorry, Arkans- <laughs> Arkansonians or however that hopefully, Arkans- hopefully we have no one listening from Arkansas because they <laughs> I just mean I hope we have plenty unfollowed. of people. <laughs> I hope we have plenty of people listening from Arkansas. I love you guys. It just as long as you don't live in Gary, Indiana. Yeah, just- I was gonna say, Gary, Indiana, <laughs> fuck off. You can fucking fuck was right a, off with that. There was a small part of me that I thought I was gonna get through this about having Gary mentioned, and I really no. appreciate that that in a roundabout <laughs> way got brought up and it was completely just just like not even planned i love it that's awesome we oh, should yeah. literally make merch where it's like Fucking scary Gary. Indiana in the state Fuck and it's just our ghost <laughs> giving it the finger just or or it's <laughs> like, it's our it's our circle in our merch but like with the line through it like no smoking sign like yeah, yeah, gary yeah, indiana yeah. with the line through it yeah i'm down all right <laughs> moving on yeah i'm 100 down um that's really funny actually we definitely do need a gary indiana shirt but uh, between 1887 and 1935, you saw a hospital, there was more grocery stores, a funeral home, more churches, a fertilizer plant, an ice plant, canning factory, new courthouse, and the coup de gras, a Coca-Cola factory. All what came were they around d- that time. What were they doing before the funeral home? <laughs> like, I don't know, because they had... Were so they, they just had, like yo, shoving people so, in holes? So they, so they had Shovels. a cemetery back in the 50s. So that was, they did the, the the two academies and they did a cemetery, but they, but they didn't get a funeral home until what a hundred years later. <laughs> it feels like it's either like, poking them with a stick. Uh, yeah, he looks dead. Put him in a hole, John. Well, just fucking throw him into a just bury him. Words to say. Yes, John. Is it? Is it? Is was his name John? Okay, yeah, yes, I don't know. Yes, sir, I, I think so. <laughs> Back to Hutchkin Corn or whatever we do out here in our Kansas. God damn, all Kansas. But yeah, uh, <laughs> funeral home. That's hilarious. That didn't really even dawn on me that it came after the cemetery, but that's fantastic. So that, that all came over the span of 40, 50 years or so before World War II. So at the start of World War II, actually, the effects they had from the great depression finally began to stop the monticello cotton mill manufactured a 
it was like a, a rough, like a coarse grade of cotton that was used by the military. So they used it for like tents, um, tents, cots, like all that kind of stuff. I don't know if they said uniforms or not, but mostly like that kind of stuff. It I wonder ran. how they discovered that. Like they're wearing just like normal cotton shirts. Like, God damn, this this shit sucks. It's hard <laughs> it's, as hell. What's happening? <laughs> I'm losing skin wearing this. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> and then the military just throws in, I'll take all of it. I will take all that crappy ass cotton. I will take 100% of your stock, please. <laughs> so it ran at full capacity throughout the war and employed a whole bunch of people, which actually enticed more people to move to the town, which helped with growth and all that stuff, obviously. So present day, the city of Monticello is one of the largest towns in Southeast uh, Arkansas. It's a, like a marketplace hub for the County of was it Drew County of Drew County and all the surrounding counties. And a lot of people described it as a an active an active town uh, that is for people looking for progress, whatever that means, I guess. And it still also has like the small town feel in a way. So neat, neat little town, I guess. I believe the current population was around nine to ten thousand, I think, somewhere around there. As of uh, decently small. 10 years ago so it i mean it ain't bigger than it ain't bigger than here that's the thing so like sterling's 15 15 5 so it's actually a little smaller than our hometown but uh yeah that's what i got folks on monticello thank you tyler for your Anytime. I love, I love that. I I need to think of I need to think of one for you, Anthony. I will. I just gotta. I just it, inspiration has to hit me. You know, that inspiration right. hit me for that one. So I just you know I'm the neglected ghost boy. It's cool. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank yeah, you, you Tyler, are. for that uh for that research. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, Anytime. good job. Also, disclaimer: we Thanks. we only mispronounce Arkansas because we get butt hurt that everyone mispronounces Illinois, Illinois. So yeah, Arkansas, we have a right. Yeah. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, hundred so. percent. Here in I Illinois, miss, things get mispronounced miss all the time. Something. So, <laughs> well, they that and also everyone thinks that we're from fucking Chicago, no matter where you're at. So there's that too. Yeah, even oh, though you're not. Yeah, you're all the way down at SIU. Oh, you're you go to Chicago, right? You're all the way up that's, at Chicago. That's See, right around Chicago, right? Yeah, Carbondale is like a suburb, right, of Chicago. The issue with <laughs> that is. I so where I live, nobody knows, and half the time, if if I say something like McHenry, people have no idea. So I gotta say, I'm Chicago. I'm by Chicago. And they're like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Because no one, no one truly cares exactly where you live. So I just say I'm by Chicago. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, <laughs> not even so not even McHenry is the name of my town. It's just I say that because it's the next biggest town other than <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> and I don't want to say Chicago because fuck yeah. Chicago. Because I'm tired of being that guy that says, Chicago, I'm in Illinois, so I'm from Chicago. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Fucking so, meathead. Now that, we know, Chicago. now that we know where we are, what are we in? Today, we are in the Allen House, which is fucking hilarious. 
because oh, if you listen to this ep- if you listen to this podcast, you know we got a buddy named Alan who we like to just you know take the piss out of. So <laughs> the fact that we're in something called the Allen House is absolutely hilarious to us. It's probably not going to be as funny to you guys. It's just funny to us. Uh, but yeah, Alan, <laughs> you, yeah, you I might, know you're listening out there. You as redheaded. Fuck. <laughs> I know we're only 25 so, minutes in, but if you need to pee, go ahead and hit pause, buddy. Right. As as a slight disclaimer, a third little just a uh, little dingleberry that just uh, stayed all so up. So it's a fourth your... disclaimer, just a little dingleberry. Okay, fourth. Okay, so <laughs> we definitely are probably going to say a few random inside jokes about our buddy Alan, who we love dearly, and we are going to rise the shit out of him probably during those yes. jokes. Oh, definitely, just is going to come up. So if you don't understand, uh, I'm sorry. We're going to try our hardest not us. to. <laughs> right, but I have a feeling like they're going to. So we're just going to say that. Moving on. So anyway, we are in the Allen House now. There, this is a uh, chronology, yeah, chronology, chronology. Why are we? I mean, we're having. We are the dumbest group of fucking people. We can't pronounce anything. We really are, honestly. (laughs) If you put something on a piece of paper or a computer screen in front of us, we're like, what did that say? (laughs) Anyway, so this is a uh, chronology of all the happenings. So there's going to be a lot of names and a lot of dates, and I'm going to try my best to read it. So it's more like a story. Uh, this is an Allen House, Monticello.com. So this comes right directly from their website. Everything here is in order and well-documented. So it, it's best that I just read it right from here. So to start off, kind of just a backstory on everybody, the uh, people of the house and the Allen House. Uh, starting in September 20th, 1863, Joseph Joe Lee Allen is born to Mr. and Mrs. W.M. Allen. So I'm guessing WM is probably the dad's initials. That's a lot usually, of Allens. I know. <laughs> too many. Too one's many too goddamn many. Allens. One, one's the world was, I'm surprised the world didn't implode over there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Joe Lee's father dies before he turns six. Um, and then in 1870, fast forward there, Virginia, Mammy McKinnon is born. The older sister of Keddy McKinnon, Allen. She never marries. And dedicates her entire life to helping raise the Allen children and teaching the kindergarten class at the First Methodist Church in Monticello. According to the 1870 census, 39-year-old Sarah Allen, uh, Joe Lee's mother, is a farmer. So whatever that means, I guess, uh, according to the census, Joe's mom is a farmer. The Allen household consists of Minnie, 16 years old, Lonnie, eight-year-old, and Joseph, six-years-old. March 12th, 1871, Caddy McKinnon is born to B.H. McKinnon. Now, there's a lot of McKinnons, a lot of Allens. Like I said, there's a lot of dates and a lot of names here. It's going to be hard, kind of hard to follow. I'm going to try my hardest to make it not hard to follow. Um, and Carrie Reeves McKinnon. So Carrie and B.H., B.H. is the dad. Obviously, Carrie's the uh, mother. Caddy's father is killed. Now, listen to this. This is so Arkansas. All right. <laughs> Not to denigrate it all, but her her dad is killed by a runaway team of horses a month Ooh. before her birthday. That's a that's a tough way to go. Like, oh. how do you how are you in a situation? I wouldn't know because I've never been in this situation or been around that time. That you just get surprised by a, a fucking 
runaway team of horses. And I, I picture team, like it has listed here, team of horses. I picture like like horses looking at each other, nodding heads, like, yes, all right, V formation. And then they, we're going to kill this guy, right? Okay. It's, they're in Patriots uniforms. They're just in a huddle. All right, break, trample them. Break. And they hit their claws, their, their horses together. Just, I'm guessing, <laughs> if I had to guess, I would guess he was probably on to on or close to like a wagon and they just he either fell and they trampled him or they broke away from the wagon and then took off and then he got trampled i'd assume it was probably more more of a farm thing just horses on a farm he was doing something but on like farming. a team yeah a is, team. That, is that like a generic horse like if i see a wild group of horses is that a team of horses actually that's a good question like a group of fish or a school yeah, so, a team makes me think they were they were like hooked up to something, like they were like workhorses, possibly. Either way, yeah, he got trampled by. It'll them. never happen to me. I'm terrified of horses, <laughs> so um, I'm indifferent, I guess. <laughs> Unless we're playing Red big, Dead Redemption, dude. the horses can suck my dick in Red Dead. So, Red Dead Redemption, those horses suck. So a group, so a, a team of horses is a group of horses. Okay, so even just like a wild, it's just literally called a team if there's just a group of them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that, that, okay. yep, cool. yep. So uh, it just, what's a group of horses called? Uh, it's alternately called a team, uh, and they give a few other ones and all that stuff. Gotcha. But yep, so just a group of horses. Fair enough. Whether okay. they're his horses or someone else's horses or whatever. But yep, just a group of horses. So Okay, gotcha. Um, so we're going to we're gonna move forward from there. October 1st, 1890, Jolie Allen and Caddy, Caddy, it's spelled C-A-D-D-Y-E. I'm assuming it's Caddy, uh, whatever. McKinnon. You'd think it. You'd think it's one of the names from like the 2020 century with everyone spelling their names super right? fucking weird. <laughs> Millennials. I'm Ellen, but it's A L L Y H E E N A A N. Allen. I don't think that's how that Alan. works. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, 1890. Joe Allen and Caddy McKinnon marry. Joe Lee owns a liver i'm just gonna call him joe less confusing joe owns a livery stable now livery is transport correct that's what a livery is like a livery driver is someone who drives uh transport drives taxis and drives limos so he owns a livery stable on east gaines avenue in monticello so i'm assuming he rents out horses for giving people rides in later years he sells automobiles in addition to horses, mules, buggies, and wagons, and owns the Allen House, a private school, and a horse-drawn hearse to be rented for funerals. Uh, he becomes the first president of the Commercial Loan and Trust Company and serves as president of the Southeast Arkansas Fair Association, where they set up fairs to see who eats corn fastest, uh, who can play the banjo the best and who can slap spoons on their knees the best <laughs> nice. they, yeah they, they, they got they got the they got the fastest banjo strummer that's wait 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 i hear i hear some research happening behind anthony's yeah. eyes <laughs> <laughs> all right what is the livery horse stable 
<laughs> a livery uh, stable is one of either boards houses for their owners or rents them to the public for riding or driving. So Aha, they, it's on. like it's like a rental. Yeah, yeah well, so exactly. I was dead on. Haha, <laughs> boy, you were. Jay, you're so smart. Sometimes I say smart things. Uh, Jesus fuck. All right. Still can't read. So September 8th, 19, uh, 1891, Lonnie Lee Allen, the first of the three daughters, is born. March 22nd, 1894, Lattle Allen is born. Ladle, Ladle, L-A-D-E-L-L, Allen is born. Did did they just like look to their left? And that's like, the most yeah. Allen name I've ever heard. <laughs> they're just like, they're in the kitchen because that's where children were born in, in 1894. And they look to the left, like, there's a ladle. And they're like, yeah, okay. What, what are we, what are we going to name him, Paul? Well, ladle Allen. That ladle I'll, Allen. What do we got Can we around call here? Allen ladle? Ladle? And just have that be an inside <laughs> joke. Hey, what? Hey, what's up, what's ladle? ladle? But, uh, so yeah, 1894, <laughs> Ladle Allen is born. Her name is frequently spelled L A D E L L E, uh, as is the town her father named her named for her in Drew County, Arkansas. So her dad named a town after her in Drew County, Arkansas. However, Ladle, L-A-D-E-L-L, is the spelling used in her obituary on her certificate of death. Okay, that's morbid. And on her tombstone, according to the uh, advanced Monticellonian, Monticellonian, (laughs) January 6, 1949, she is known fondly by her friends as Dell. So her name is Liddell. It's Liddell. This is how it's pronounced. Um, November 26, 19, uh, 1895, Walter Edwin Allen is born. Uh, and then a year later, Walter Edwin Allen dies. I guess not a year at the uh, Wait, at that's nine a months year? old. No. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Nine months old. So not, not even a full year. Jeez. Which back then that happened a lot. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of the thing That's to do terrible. back then is you have a ton of kids and hope that half of them make it to adulthood. That's, yeah. I mean, it was, it was less so, you know, coming into the 1900s, but you know, throughout the 1800s and before yeah. that's how it was. You just, you just shoot out kids and hope that, you know, at least three of them make it to adulthood. Uh, and when yeah. they survive, they become free labor for you. Exactly. Get to that field. Uh, he, he is buried in Oakland cemetery in, uh, Oakland cemetery, Monticello, uh, November 2nd, 1887, Louis Manker, Manker Allen is born. Um, and then I'm assuming he survives because they fast forward to 1900. The Allen family owns its own home on North Main Street in Monticello and has a live-in servant, 59-year-old Louisa Norrell, born in Louisiana and very likely a former slave. So at least it's former. At least she's working there and probably making good money and enjoys her job. I'm gonna uh, assume. Probably this former job, slave. At least she's so. not a slave. <laughs> yeah, former slave. Uh, yeah, and family. then between 1905 and 1906, at 713 North Main Street, the original, the original Allen House, a much smaller dwelling, is moved across the street to make room for what Joe Allen hopes to be the most impressive house in town. The architecture. Uh, is uh, Sylvester the architect is Sylvester Hotchkiss Stallone? Yeah, right. Hotchkiss H O T C H K I S S. Which that's uh, that's a architect name for sure. Sylvester Hotchkiss. Mm, these walls need more arch. 
uh, designer of houses for the prominent resident of, residents of Monticello. So he's the one that runs around building houses, such as the Pope House and the Lambert House. The building is uh, Josiah Barkley White, which I guess is a color. <laughs> Josiah Barkley White. So, okay. Hmm. Uh, the house is a stunning combination of architectural styles, neoclassical, gothic, and Queen Anne. The uh, the large carriage house on the north side of the lot provides living quarters for servants, which is, I wouldn't say any further than a slave, to be honest, a servant, unless they enjoy it. I mean, it's really hard Let's to say. Be real. It's, it's probably shitty. It's it's probably the oh, same wages thing. are garbage. I guarantee it. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's it's probably so. the same same exact thing almost, except you're maybe getting paid and like not, five. And they have a house; they and, have somewhere to live, and and not getting beaten, I guess. All yeah. yeah, there's no there's no like sugarcoating that. It's probably just a shitty life. Well, yeah. I mean, you could sugarcoat it. You could say because they do have a house they live in. It's it's. Be, yeah. I'm assuming it's probably better than being a slave. I'm gonna. I mean, we might sound ignorant here, but being a slave sounds like the worst possible thing. Right? Am I wrong yeah. in thinking that? No. Nope. Yeah. Um, Would not recommend. Uh, <laughs> 1910, the Allens own their new home free and clear. Lonnie Lee has completed school. The Allens have a live-in housewoman, in quotes, I guess what they call her, 30-year-old Eliza Haynes. Um, and then in about two years later, the Allen Hotel opens. Because of his role as a significant investor, Joe Allen is given the opportunity to name a new town south of Monticello. Uh, which is what we, you know, mentioned before. He names the town Liddell, obviously after his middle daughter. 1914, November 29th, 1914, Liddell Allen marries Boyd Randolph Bonner. <laughs> <laughs> is it Bonner or... <laughs> it's B-O-N-N-E-R. So it's Bonner. Damn it. Damn it. So close. Uh, I, so close. Oh my god, I would pay a hundred dollars to have my last name be Boner. I'm Boyd Rooney lie. Boner. Uh Boyd was, <laughs> <laughs> Boyd was born in Indiana on July sixteenth, nineteen eighty one or eighteen ninety one. I keep wanting to switch those <laughs> dyslexia, man. Uh his draft registration card from nineteen seventeen states that he is the owner of a billiards hall in Dumas, Arkansas, and is tall and slender with quotes. With blue eyes and light brown hair. April 5th, 1915, Lonnie Lee Allen marries Carl J. Leidinger. July 18, or July 11th, 1890, October 12th, uh, 1976. So between 1890 and 1976, uh, is, that was Carl's life. So, like 80, right? Yeah, it's like 86 years old. What, what years did you say? Uh, 1890 to 1976. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's over 80. 86 years old. Uh, the son of a German immigrant. So, uh, Carl was the son of a German immigrant. In 1910, Carl's occupation was soda dispenser in a drugstore. So, how do you nice. get that kind of job in a drugstore? Like, I... you just stand there and you just give people sodas? Sounds great honestly i mean they did have people <laughs> that pumped gas for you so probably i mean pumping gas because you don't have to get out of your car but if i'm gonna walk in if i'm gonna walk into a 7-eleven i'm not gonna be hey you get that soda for me but i guess times are different they people probably took too much soda <laughs> i'm assuming they had to get somebody that would do it for them 
uh, and, and that was in 1910. And 19, seven years later, he is a hotel keeper, probably working at the Allen Hotel. Uh, when the United States entered World War One, Carl starts spelling his name with a C, C-A-R-L, probably in response to the widespread animosity against Americans of German ancestry. And Carl with a K is a German <laughs> style name. Uh, and then so Carl enters the military on October 25th, 1918. Just as the war is about to end, his discharge comes December 5th, 1918. So lucky man. <laughs> he he was there for like a week and a half. So lucky yeah. him. Good and then for you there, Carl. <laughs> 19, uh, 1915, November 29th, Elliot Allen Bonner is born to Liddell and Boyd on their first anniversary. Oh, how cute. Boyd's Aww. father was named <laughs> Boyd's father was named Henry Elliot. But there are no references to Alan Bonner as Elliot. Even as early as the 1920s census, newspaper stories about him refer to him as Alan. Uh, the byline he used on newspaper stories he wrote is Alan Bonner. So I guess he just didn't want to go with his first name. He just went as Alan Bonner. Uh, his name in his 1935 college yearbook is listed as Alan Bonner. The only acknowledgement of his legal first name is uh, his first initial in his tombstone, which is E, Alan Bonner. His nickname was Duke. So, I guess he just hey, didn't like Elliot. Duke. He wasn't a fan of Elliot. <clears throat> I don't like Elliot either. I'm I don't know kidding. Elliot. But, uh, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think I know an Elliot. Little kid from E.T., though. I just know right. football, Elliot. Um, <laughs> October 23rd, 1917. Joe Allen, the... Uh, the guy that started it all, age 54, dies in Collins, Arkansas, while demonstrating an automobile to a potential buyer. His body is brought. So, how shitty is that? Yeah, this car's safe. Even I can try it. And boom. Dead. Did he sell the car? That's the ultimate yeah. thing. Did he, did he sell the car? <laughs> he, <laughs> he is taking that job way too seriously if that's what he had to do to sell that car. <laughs> It was a used car, too. It's like, it wasn't even anything special. Oh, man. He top, pats the top of it. This right here can fit a whole lot of me in it. <laughs> this right here will not let me survive. I will not survive the ride in this bad boy. Um, but his, his body is brought by friends from Collins to his house, where his funeral is held two days later. He is buried in Oakland Cemetery. 1920, Liddell and Boyd Bonner and their son, Alan Elliot are renters in Fort Worth, Texas, and Boyd is operating an oil rig. The household at the Allen House in Monticello consists of Caddy, Louie, Lonnie Lee, and Lonnie Lee's husband, Carl, with a K, but changed to a C, wink, wink, uh, who pays Caddy $10 a month for rent. Holy shit. <laughs> Could you imagine? I wish. <laughs> I oh, fucking man. wish. I can't even, bro. I can't even have lights on in my house for ten dollars a month. Yeah, let no alone shit. rent an entire place. The census states that Carl is the uh, proprietor of a theater. Dude. I would pay ten dollars every day for rent. Yeah, I'd even be fine with that. Yeah, holy shit. Right? Paying $10 for anything would be nice. I I don't think there's one thing in this world that I could pay $10 for that would be worth. I mean, my hat that I'm about to, I'm going to get a red hat. 
Guys, everybody, I'm going to get a red hat so I don't God, have to keep so- repping Broncos for no fucking reason. So I don't have to keep repping these guys for free on these videos. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you sponsor us, Denver? Yeah. You're getting a bunch of free airtime by me. Yeah. But no more. Denver. No more. Not till we're Denver. sponsored. Not till we're, we're gonna, sponsored. We're going to be sponsored by fucking Denver and uh, Sprite. Bro, if we get sponsored by Denver, I mean, just, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Just, just we fucking made it. By the city. Denver. Just Denver. <laughs> sponsored by the city of Denver. Yeah, just the city of Denver. <laughs> not even like, dude, not even the Broncos or any like anyone else. It's just. Yeah, yeah, just Denver. the city of Denver. They love us. Uh, August 5th, 1912, Carl J. Leidinger, Carl with a C, of course, just so you know, just because he's not German, I swear, uh, is born to Lonnie Lee uh, and her husband, so Carl Jr. But they actually spell this Carl the Jr. with a K. So since I guess it's 21 after the First World War, they don't care as much. (laughs) Little do they know. Get off the pot or shit. Little do they know what's coming up. Just pick the letter and stay with it. Well, it's because it was after the First World War. So they're like, okay, animosity's dying a little bit, I guess. Uh, But little do they know. Just just you fucking fucking wait. wait. Just you fucking wait. 15 years. You're going to see that K turn to a C real quick. Uh, October 19th, 21. At the age of 22, Louis Allen marries Robert. Louis is a woman name i guess which is weird for the time uh marries robert hale jones who is 34 so about 12 years older they will reside in memphis tennessee and will have three children robert lewis and martha so many fucking roberts and so many fucking lewises in this story i think i've named off like four or five different lewises all different if you can't follow if you're not following along with this story much don't worry neither am i and i'm reading it so (laughs) Uh, we're getting to the good stuff. Don't worry. We're getting to the good stuff, but I just kind of want to do the background of everybody. Have this, fun with this, all those pictures, Tyler. <laughs> this stuff is what I'm interested in. Yeah. Bro, dude, <laughs> last, that, dude. last episode, I was looking through that shit and I couldn't find like half the people. There was like some people that literally had like no pictures at all and it was pain in the ass. So if you happen to be watching this YouTube video, do you see the same fucking picture pop up 17 times? Don't be mad. <laughs> or be mad. Whatever. It's your life, I guess. Don't if care. you want to be mad, care. I mean, pick your anyway. battles, I guess. Um, Just kidding. Just kidding. But anyway, so they, yeah, they have the three children, Robert, Lewis, and Martha. Uh, 1925, Carrie Reeves McKinnon, Keddie's mother, dies at age 82. So I was right, 82. Um, no, I said 86 and that was for someone else. What am I talking about? September 1st, 1927, Liddell is granted a divorce in Arkansas. Uh-oh, Liddell ain't happy with Boyd. Boyd Boner, get out of here, bud. Uh, 1930, <laughs> according, according to the census, Liddell is managing a hotel in Memphis, Tennessee and has a lodger, lodger, quote, quote unquote, a 34-year-old widow named Clyde Wilson. That's another, like, for that time, uh, Clyde, Clyde, Clyde. A very male name, you know, gender-based Clyde name, Wilson. right? For that time, yeah. I guess. Now, you know, name your kid, whatever, I don't care. Um, Alan Bonner is living, so Elliot Alan Bonner is living with his grandmother in Monticello in the Allen house. And uh, as are Lonnie Lee, her husband Carl, and their son Carl Jr. with a K. Lonnie Lee's so husband. Divorced huh? and then moves back in with his grandma. Hell yeah, brother. 
that's, a, that's rock bottom if I've ever seen it. All of a sudden, you're just like, you're living the high life, and then you're in your grandparents' basement. God damn. Losing. Uh, no, but that's, uh, that's not Boyd. That's Alan Elliott, the son. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. He's living with his grandmother in the Allen house. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, right. That'd be that'd be bottom of the barrel. Hey, gra- hey, Graham, Graham. Uh, I'm real, I'm real <laughs> tore up. <laughs> I need to find a place to stay, please. But anyway, uh, uh, they, they live with the grandmother, Marcella, in the Allen house, and Lee, her husband, Carl, and their son, Carl Jr. Lonnie Lee's husband is the only member of the household to be listed as having an occupation salesman of moving pictures so movies nice uh, throughout the 1930s the third floor of the house has the reputation among teenagers as the party place Ooh, third floor that's where we get oh, drunk buddy. as fuck that's where we have unprotected sex because it's the 1930s uh 1933 mammy mckinnon dies at the age of 63 she is buried buried in oakland cemetery which i feel like is uh where everybody's going to be buried. 1933 through 1935, two years time span. Alan Bonner is a journalism student at Arkansas A&M College in Monticello. He writes a humorous column called The Lowdown for the college newspaper, The Southern Eastern, The Southeastern. <laughs> well, what? I was, what? And then the Southern Eastern? The Southeastern is the newspaper that he writes for. And here's a little snippet, I'm assuming, because it's in quotes. While I was in the store the other day, someone came in and informed everybody it was raining cats and dogs outside. Doubting their word, I stepped outside and darned if they weren't, if they weren't right, I stepped right into a poodle. Get it? Like, just walked right in. Yeah, 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 I get it. But that's, uh, just imagine just like all of a sudden just walking out and there's just dogs all over Actual the ground. Actual dogs, just, cats, yeah. People are just getting pelted to death by animals flying through the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just smacking you right in the head. Get hit with Great Dane and fucking die. Game over. Yeah, so I guess he was just making jokes. Um, but yeah, same year, Alan, Duke, Bonner, Elliot. Uh, there's just a bunch of fucking names. Transfers to Baylor University. He works as a reporter and feature writer for the Baylor Daily Lariat. Lariat? L-A-R-I-A-T. The Baylor Student Newspaper. And that is the Baylor Student Newspaper. He's also a member of the Nose Brotherhood, an organization of jokesters and pranksters. According to the tradition, the the organization was formed when friends teams... Hang on. This is is written weird. Uh... According to tradition, the organization was formed when friends tease Leonard Schof, saying they could form a club around his nose. This, I'm assuming he had a big old nose. The society uh, venerates its history and traditions through the observation of several key festivals and holidays. The oldest, the Pink Tea, began in 1929. Held in the spring, the event affords members the opportunity to hear State of the Union addresses by the Lord Mayor, celebrate the history of the society, and hear one or more addresses by guest speakers, usually Baylor uh, faculty, and neophyte members. There's a lot of shit here, dude. There's a lot of information. This is Hopefully you guys are following along and enjoying all this history. <laughs> uh, if not, I apologize. Alan Bonner is named managing editor of the Baylor Daily Lariat. Good for you, Alan. Even though your name's Alan. Uh, January 23rd, 1944, Alan Bonner, age 28, employed as the editor of the radio division 
of Associated Press dies of pneumonia at Gotham Hospital in New York City. He has lived in New York for three years and is single. He was in the hospital for 10 days prior to his death. His body is transported back to Monticello, Arkansas, and he is buried in the Oakland Cemetery. That would suck. You're like, yeah, finally, fucking, I'm 28, I'm out there, I'm in New York, I'm living, man. I am the, I'm managing editor of Baylor Daily Lariat. Now I have a cough, and I can't Hell stop yeah. coughing, and then I die. Game over, bro. That's Game shitty. over, man. Game over. Um, And then, of course, uh, 1990, uh, 1944, Louis Maker Allen Jones dies at the age of 46, uh, 48. Liddell's ex-husband Boyd dies in Los Angeles, California at 56. And then uh, 48, 1948, Liddell Allen uh, Bonner consumes mercury cyanide in the master suite of the Allen house. She is taken to Mac Wilson Hospital uh, less than a block from her home and is attended by Dr. Joni Price. So she gets a divorce. Her ex-husband dies. Her son dies. She can't handle it. She she sips on that cyanide. January second, nineteen yeah, right. <laughs> January second, nineteen forty nine. Liddell Allen Bonner, age fifty four, dies. On the certificate of death, Doctor Price lists the cause of death as suicide by mercury cyanide poisoning. Her her funeral is held on January fourth in the Allen House, and uh, internment follows at Oakland cemetery her mother Katie allen seals off the master suite preserving it as a memorial to liddell and that is just something you don't want to have as a parent you definitely don't want to outlive your kids that is definitely something you don't want to happen as a parent that would be, yeah it's very very far down there on the list if not yeah. one of the last things because that is 100 yeah. percent true especially <sighs> to nope. si- especially to suicide right that's just uh talk yeah. to somebody i mean there's there's somebody out there that loves you guys. Go talk to him. Um, I love that's just I love you. Huh? Come that makes you jealous. <laughs> so as, as I'd rather have him. I'd rather have him, I'd rather have him message us than <laughs> fucking not message anybody. He said message, mean, message us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, message us. I thought you said it makes me jealous. I was like the fucking only no. one here that's married. You piece of shit. <laughs> no, I was saying message Holy us. Shit. Yeah, I'd yeah, rather yeah, have messages. a message our social. Yeah, if they need somebody to talk to, then fucking. Yep. Yeah. You know, do something they'll regret. Come, so 100%. Come haunting table is always for their squaddies. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Absolutely. squad. Go squad unite. Um, yeah, so she, uh, Caddy Allen seals off the master suite, preserving it as a memorial for her daughter. Uh, no one will enter the suite for 37 years. Although the front page announcement of Liddell's death in January 6, 1949, edition of the advanced Monticellian states that she lived her entire life here in Monticello, where she was beloved by a wide circle of friends. Newspapers from 1916 indicate that she was living in Dumas, Arkansas, and the 1917 papers indicate she lived in Indiana. <coughs> so, indicating she's living in two different places, one year apart. Uh, the 1920 census reveals that she was living in Fort Worth, Texas. The 1930 census shows that she was living in Memphis, Tennessee. So she was all over the place. Uh, the newspaper <laughs> announcement of her death makes no mention of the cause of her death, though, much less a suicide. So probably, they just probably good. Maybe. She passed. 
Right, right. Yeah. A brief eulogy on page three of the same newspaper describes her as follows, quote, possessed of a charming personality and lovable disposition, she believed that to be loved was to love others. She practiced her philosophy of life uh, in her everyday living, never feeling that anything was too hard to do for a friend, end quote. The newspaper coverage of her death is probably reflective of the Allen's social standing and of the journalistic uh, courtesies at the time, which nowadays, <laughs> I don't think there's they any They don't journal- give a fuck. <laughs> there's no journalistic courtesies nowadays. Yeah. Um, the Allen secret, quote, quote, of the time was that Liddell was an alcoholic, a condition that possibly contributed to the suicide, which makes sense. Probably, yeah. Um, July 13th, 1954, Caddy Allen dies at the age of 83. She is buried in Oakland Cemetery, of course. Uh, in the 1940s, she survived a broken hip and subsequent surgery, surgery. But when she re-breaks her hip in 1954, she is unable to recover. That would suck. That is a shitty way to die. Just by a broken hip. Yeah. That sucks. There's a lot of blood vessels and stuff in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. That'd be a very painful way to go. Right. Um... March 9th, 1955, Lonnie Lee Allen dies uh, at age, Lonnie Lee Allen Leidinger, I guess, Leidinger, whatever, dies at age of 63. She is buried in Oakland Cemetery. Um, Year later, so 1956 through 1986, the Allen house, divided into apartments, becomes a rental property owned by Joe Lee and and Caddy Allen's grandson, Dr. Carl Leidinger. Leidinger Jr., who lives and practices medicine in Republic, Missouri. The property is managed by Mr. Herschel Collins. Herschel, by Mr. Herschel Collins. Several tenants over the years claim to have paranormal experiences. So this is as far back as the 18, or 1986, the 80s. Jeez. 19, yeah, 1966. Like 40, 40-something years ago. So they've been, people have been experiencing shit yeah. there for a long time. 1966, Carolyn Wilson's novel the secret of lilacs a romantic thriller set in a mansion modeled on the allen house is published uh miss wilson and her husband mrs wilson and her husband lived in the allen house in 1959 so she she then writes a novel that sells good for her i guess uh 1985 carl leidenberg jr age 63 dies uh and his widow sells the Allen house to Bill and Bobby Payton. The master suite is entered for the first time since it was sealed off in 49. So that was a little under 40 years, 30, 30 some years, 37 years. I think the Payton's discover that a bottle of cyanide on a closet shelf. So that bottle of cyanide was still in there. Oh, damn. You'd think as a family, like, you would just, like, maybe... Not were, leave you know, that there. Close, yeah, they <laughs> closed it off or whatever to, like, as a memorial. Yeah. Like, why are you going to leave, like, this cyanide just, in there, They though? just shut the door and never went in. They just shut that yeah. door. It was like, we're, we're never going in there again. But that mm-hmm. would be crazy. It's like, you hear the story about what happened there, and then you find a bottle of cyanide in the shelf. Even if... So, from the look, from the sound of it, they didn't know what happened. No one talked about the fact that she it was a suicide. Yeah. Um. Until later, because that, that wasn't in. You said they they didn't mention mention that in, the papers in those newspapers. No. So no one would really have an idea unless you went and got her uh, like records report, or something. Yeah. But 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, 1995, the house is purchased by Vince and Dorothy Simmons. 2007, the house is purchased by Mark and Rebecca Spencer. October of 2007, the house is featured in a three-minute segment of KTH TV, uh, KTHV Evening News in Little Rock. Uh, same year, over 600 people, 600 people tour the house on Halloween. Ooh, so now it's starting to get that traction of, uh, you know, mm. people know there's some ghosts here. Maybe we can make some money. June seven two thousand nine. <laughs> June seven two thousand eight. A year later, the fa- the first scientific paranormal investigation of the house was to be conducted. But just as the team of investigators finishes setting up their equipment and prepares to begin, a limb falls in the backyard and severs the power lines to the house. Bro, the inve- <laughs> dude, I was thinking a fucking arm or some shit. I'm like a limb. <laughs> What? <laughs> Just a limb out of what nowhere flies fuck? through the air and <laughs> smacks one of them in the face. Sh- Holy but no, shit. <laughs> that'd be crazy. It's like all the equipment set up. As soon as you set it up, a tree branch limb falls yeah. and severs the power lines to the house. The investigation is rescheduled uh, for 20, 21 days later. And on that day, 21 days later, a complete paranormal investigation is conducted. In addition to the paranormal experiences... Of the team members, over 40 EVPs are recorded. The website bestandworst.com ranks the Allen House the number one haunted house in America. Um, I don't know if that's still accurate. I don't think it is, personally. Um, um, I, have any I of you know. heard of like, anything about that? No, no, I don't really check that website out all that much. So I don't know. Like, well, I mean, just just in, just in general. Just in, do, just in do, general. Do, yeah. I. I haven't ever heard of the Allen House before. We'll yeah, it that way. and like, I've, I've like heard of yeah. Um, so I we'll, we'll take that with a grain of salt. It, it probably uh, it to, probably it probably was. It is. I mean, just it probably isn't now. Yeah, so, is what it is. Uh, the beginning of the year two thousand nine, the team of paranormal investigators does a follow up investigation, and I guess nothing comes of that because it's not listed here. August twenty second two thousand nine, approximately ninety letters are discovered under the attic floor pertaining to Liddell's nineteen eighty four love affair. And revealing her motivation for deliberately consuming mercury cyanide on Christmas night. So that's the only way it was ever documented that she killed herself with cyanide. If she didn't write, because it wasn't even in the corner report, I'm assuming. Because otherwise, I feel like that would have been something that was specified. But it's not. So it says, so that's pretty crazy to think the only way. That we were able to find out that she killed herself by cyanide was notes that she wrote herself. Well, did they say they, or did they just say, did they just say suicide? They they just said suicide in the report that they had, right? The doctor listed it as a suicide. But he, um, okay, so but he never probably said why. He just listed it as suicide. That the newspapers never said anything about it at all. Uh, it says it lists the cause of death. So on the certificate of death, he lists the cause of death as suicide by mercury suicide. So I guess I guess you're right. It was in the coroner report. Um, yeah, but, but even, mean, but at the same time, yeah. no one's ever going to fucking look at that. So that, and I'm assuming that report was probably well hidden <laughs> Yeah, because it sounds like they had a big standing in the community. Um, I, I, I would imagine that. Yeah. So given how they were in the community and stuff, you don't want that shit out there. So you, you, no. you put it down because you have to, but then right. that, that paper is gone somewhere. Right. And right, right. until those letters came out. Yeah. Cause I, that was probably pretty frowned upon just yeah suicide in general well even even divorce is frowned upon divorce is frowned upon and she 
Yeah. What the hell was that? <laughs> you good, Anthony? Yeah, I accidentally dropped something. <laughs> Dropping shit, smacking Mike, you <laughs> fucking newbie. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Yes. Yeah, so the story of Liddell's suicide and haunting of the Allen House is aired on a TV show, My Ghost Story. Uh, 2012, the book A Haunted Love Story, The Ghost of the Allen House is written uh, by Mark Spencer. And then a couple other things that just seem to be like where they where the show show where the house was featured on TV shows. So I'm not going to give those people free shout outs. (laughs) Um, The letters are here. So if if anybody wants to go over here, we're kind of running short on time. So I'm not going to read these letters. Um, I mean, I could probably read one of them because it looks like it's. Try to find the suicide one. Not like we're trying to embellish it, but I think it'd be interesting to like see her mental state as as like she's writing this. Pretty much her her last will and testament, I guess, before she takes her own life. Um, it looks like I have to download it. Okay, just go to if you want if you guys want to see it, the Allen House Monticello.com. And they have the letters there. You can read them. Pretty cool. But yeah, so that is where we are in the Allen House Monticello, Arkansas. Now, with that out of the way, our buddy, now just because I don't want to feel like he doesn't have a transition, Anthony. All right, buddy. It's, it's your turn now to, to jump Hell in there, yeah, dude. to jump in there. and. I think what fell was my fucking, was my uh, fucking uh, recorder. So I'm going to go grab that real quick. So okay, yeah, guys. yeah. Wait till I trans- tr- transition to you to do that. Lit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah transition yeah. back to Jay. Dun, 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 dun. Cover for me. And then Anthony doesn't exist. Jay, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> hey, so we are in the Allen House in Monticello, Arkansas. <laughs> Monticello. Monticello. But yeah, so I guess this is a good time for uh, Alan, uh, our buddy Alan, to go take a pee break. Hit that pause yep. button. We're uh, uh, an hour and five minutes in. You know, he, uh, so Alan, he has he has a house now, I believe. He, so he does, he, dude. He's got, he has his own Alan house now, which is great. He actually has it. an Alan house. He yeah. does. I'm, yeah. I Alan's hope a, you're, Alan's a good dude. I hope your house is doing great, Alan, you stupid. I hope you're doing great, Alan, you motherfucker. stupid. <laughs> Just kidding, love you, Alan. Oh, it looks like okay. It looks like you found oh, it. It looks like it's in oh, his hand. Look at this and, big goofy uh, we're, we're fucker. Going live. All right, all right. We're going live. It looks like oh. uh, keying in. I just, this, I just this, get word. This is in. This is in. <laughs> this we is are the, live. All right. I'm, I'm getting word from my correspondents in the field of the investigation suite. Our buddy Anthony Adamson. <laughs> he is back with his investigation uh, into the the I guess not investigation the interviews I don't know why I said investigation the interviews oh, yeah. all right Anthony. the interviews hi tossing the mic uh, over to you let's see what you got with those <laughs> interviews buddy uh, this just in Jay uh, I spoke with Beverly and Donald Seaborn <laughs> okay. and they're part of Seaborn Paranormal Investigations um, they pretty much did an investigation there so obviously when we can't go to these places we want we want them to kind of give us their opinions what they found that kind of stuff right. since we can't be boots on the ground trying to do it which sucks so it sucks it hurts my soul but. We, are, we are we are actively we got we got things in the works people so soon soon we'll be back out in the field yes very very soon but on that note the first cue is I asked how many members are part of your group, and he kind of explains what the group was and how it was developed and that kind of stuff. So, Q, 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 Q. 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 Peace, we too. 
my son, his wife, when she can, and my daughter and her husband when he can. But that's most of the time when we do this. We're, we're all six together. It's just a, a It's just a family. Okay. There's no. We're living in an area. There's not many people around here believing this stuff. So we're trying to get a team together. <laughs> Understandable. So it's an entire family that just goes investigating yep. together, which I think is pretty freaking. Yeah, that's cool. that's so fucking that cool. That is dude. the dream. That is the dream. Yeah. I know. Hey, I ladies, know. if you're out there listening, I am single, and if you want to go on ghost hunting, <laughs> and and you're, you you want to ghost bust so, with us, you want to ghost nut ghost nut with your ghost boys? Did did, did Jay legit just <laughs> offer to ghost nut in someone to have a family of paranormal investigators? Is that what you just said? That huh? is the furthest yeah. I think from huh? all of what I said. I'll take, what you I'll said. take that, please. With a large shake. I'll Jesus Christ. A large shake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so he's super cool. Like this whole, this whole interview, he kind of explains just to give you guys a heads up on what it is. He explains, uh, the group. He explains kind of what got the group together, why they formed this power family team of paranormal investigators, and then also the actual investigation of the Allen House. So the second cue I have is what started the group and kind of he talks about like the whole basis of the core of why he got into the paranormal and that is going to be the second qqq well i've always believed in ghosts but i always wanted to see one to prove it so in 06 when i found out that i could go to pennsylvania and get my great great grandfather's uh, 1868 one horse sleigh, which I've been wanting, I tried for 20 years to get it, and finally the guy that owned it died. His wife sold it to me, and I brought it back home and got it all fixed up, restored it, put it in our den for Christmas, prettiest thing you've ever seen. And then while things just started happening, lamps being turned over, uh, telling about mesh, I can't think. Oh, yeah. Shortly after we moved it into the house, I this saw is adorable. walking across the hallway. They are the cutest couple. <laughs> this is and adorable. I don't mean that. They are they're really cool. Like they, they are like who, I, who I who uh, I uh, hope will I become when that's I get gonna older, be me so. and Ty- that's gonna be me and Tyler in sixteen years for sure. Yeah, for literally, sure. 100%. 100%. You're, you're definitely a Beverly Tyler. So <laughs> hell yeah, you are. Hey man, man that's I, I am. I got the I got the feminine features. Jay Jay's, so, Jay's the, my manly man over here. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, so definitely a bottom. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, so <laughs> yes, yes, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Definitely bottom. Um, <laughs> make me do all the work. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I'm out. But- I'm out making money for the family. Okay. I'm just kidding. These are these are these are Back. old dead tropes. Okay, people, we're making jokes of old dead relationship based tropes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wouldn't I'm know because I'm not in a relationship. Now. But Q-Q. just keep going. Q Q Q Q Q Q. And I came up the stairs, and Mitch was walking across the hallway, and uh, I said, "Hey, Mitch, what are you and Haley up to?" And he just kind of looked at me and just kept on walking. Okay, hang so on. I followed him into. I thought she said, "Okay, bitch." <laughs> But she said, okay, Mitch. I was like, damn. Yeah. She's like, no, okay, Beverly's Mitch. Beverly's a nice lady. All right, Mitch, what are you doing? You, bitch. <laughs> she, she don't speak like that. She, she, she's good, not about good, that good, life. Good. So okay, she's, uh, she's a sweet lady. Okay. Where he went. And I said, what's the matter? Are you mad at me? Why aren't you talking to me? And he said, Mom, what are you talking about? And Haley said, Mom, what are you talking about? You just came in here. And I said, no, Mitch just came in this room. And Haley said, Mom, he hasn't left this room in, in an hour or so. We've been playing a video game. 
so I was so I got to check it on that and found out that's called a doppelganger. Interesting. So this <laughs> is something. It's something weekly, at least around here, still to this day, and it's been. That is what got us started into really wanting to explore this and get into it because we realized we had something special. And my daughter helped us by getting us started watching Ghost Hunters on TV, which we didn't even know was on. Mm -hmm. And that, that helped us. And we followed them around. We did a lot of investigations after they would go, and, and we got the same kind of stuff they did. We would just plan our summer vacations on a ghost yeah. hunting trip. And both our kids were still at home, and thank goodness, because they were the tech support. We know nothing about <laughs> electronics. <laughs> we can turn on a flashlight, and that's just about it. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, that's, that's really cool that you guys just kind of went – on the sorry um yeah i end up actually after that i go i'm not gonna lie i'm jealous of your family <laughs> you go on family vacations and go do vacation stuff and then paranormal hunt on right, the side right, right. like gosh i love you mom and ray but come on <laughs> actually i'll tell you what they did Jeez. go on a ghost tour with me because i really wanted to go when i was younger like i think really? i was 18 yeah we Where? went on a ghost uh, i think branson missouri actually Ray, so, Ray, Ray, Mom, and Josh. We all went on a ghost, like a haunted ghost tour. Oh, really? And it was super cool. And it, like, I was always interested. And I think that was the moment where I was like, "Yeah, definitely, I want to do something like this Hell when yeah. I grow up." Bro, it's been a that's minute awesome. since we've done an investigation, and there's like a there's like a part of me that's missing now. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I know. I need to do an investigation. I know. We man. need to do <laughs> one. So. I actually asked them how long ago did they investigate the Allen house just to kind of get like how fresh it was in their mind. Granted, they do document everything. They do yeah. a really good job of documenting it. And I'll plug their um, webpage later with kind of where you can find some of this documentation and stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and QQQ. Hello? We got the... Oh, how long ago was it? Did you say how long ago? Yes, yes, sir. I think she's got a book right here with our. We we started out putting our stuff in this book and keeping a log on it, but we put it on the computer now so everyone can see it. Was it. February 2012. February 2012 is when we went down. Gotcha. And uh, can you kind of can you explain what you do during your investigations? Kind of like the the normal, I guess, uh, patterns that you follow when you go into a building. It seems that every one of us have a specialty. Mitch is just fantastic with taking pictures with just his phone and oh, getting stuff. Too. Haley is great at it. She gets more pictures before we get an investigation started. So adorable. But my dude. biggest asset has been is to get alone in a room by myself, in which I prefer to do if I can, and sit down and, and talk like I'm talking to family. With a voice recorder? With a recorder, of course. And I get more EVPs that way by just, well, be nice. That's the bottom line. Just be nice to them. Do, do, do not insult. That sounds like you. Be respectful. I know. Yeah, literally, respectful. his that's his a, that's that's ideology. <laughs> yeah. If you if you take Don or Donald and uh, you you just make him swear like a sailor, then you pretty much have me in paranormal <laughs> form. So, but he's too like true. I said, these are like the two coolest couple that I have talked to about this. Um, and they kind of continue pretty much with right, right along with my ideology with what I do when I paranormal investigate or when um, I investigate spirits. So, my video stopped recording. Well, it looks like Jay's going to be a black box from here on out. Yeah, I don't have a... Awesome. You out of space? Out of space, yeah. And you know why? Red Dead know. Redemption. That stupid-ass game, Red Dead Redemption. I'm deleting that game. 
all 111 <laughs> gigs. Continue, continue, continue. All right. And that's my part. I, I just like to get off to myself and just get EVPs. I, that's my favorite thing is to hear voices. So we use K2 meters to, yeah. uh, to see if there's any, anything in the room. And we, we have a, a, a thermo- you know, one of those um, thermal. Yeah, thermal thermometers to check and see if, they, if, you know, if we get to feeling chilled or whatever, we'll get that out and see if the temperature's dropped over what it should be. But we just we use, uh, but we use basic stuff. We do not have that fancy equipment you see on TV. You don't need that to do this. Okay. Well, we do have we do have the, the night vision cameras. <laughs> we so have night vision. Occasionally, we get something with that. But usually, it's K two meters and voice recording. We do have four cameras we can set up with our monitor. But you don't need all the fancy equipment. Just your basic stuff. It's, it's just amazing. It's it's how sincere you are to get results. They're, they, I loved talking to them because they were just so excited about sharing their experiences. Right. The entire it sounds time. like it back and forth like it, talking to you. Yeah. It, yeah. It literally felt like they were like trying to jump out of their chair to like talk to me to like let me know like what they experienced and kind of like what their opinions were on the paranormal. Yeah. And it was just a great interview. Uh, the, the next cue I have is going to be just about the Allen House investigation and what they had there. Now, uh, there were some issues with the Allen House, and I'll let them speak for themselves. Uh, they'll they have some opinions on the investigation, and take them with for for obviously with a grain of salt because it's what they experienced, and we haven't spoken to any other paranormal teams. But it might be something to be aware of when you go to certain locations because the owners themselves can sometimes hamper yeah. investigations. So on that okay. note, we'll yeah, Q Q Q Q Q Q. Okay, do you want our opinion of the owners? Yeah, you can throw that in there too. Because <laughs> I, I kind of hope they hear what I want to say. <laughs> That's fine, sir. I'm not trying to be insulting, but we've been on a many, many, many hunts, and it was uh, with them personally, it was just a bad experience. The house is fantastic. We we pulled up, and Haley starts taking pictures at dusk, and she gets the picture of the elderly woman. I can't take her name right offhand, but uh, she's a whole story here but anyway and she's standing in the window looking out to see who's driving up and and, and, and that's that picture i showed you guys before uh we started recording i, I was gonna and ask it, you if it you was, do yeah. see like a shadowy figure of what looks like a woman in in one of the windows when yeah. it's like zoomed in so where it, was that on their site yeah that's on their site and like i said i have a whole like little plug that i'm gonna give for them at the yep. very end no, i, I just um, want to know so, where the picture was because i'll put that up somewhere. yeah no yep. not a problem so <laughs> He's already looking at us out here. Uh, and anyway, we go in and, and they bring us in and set us. Mitch and his wife hadn't got there yet. They they were behind us. And uh, we went into a room and sat down, and they, they were kind of like they were trying to interview us to see if we were qualified. And we felt kind of uncomfortable with that. It, it, I don't think they meant anything by it, but we were just uncomfortable with it. And they had given us their word that they would uh, go to a movie, do something, and give us three or four hours. To ourselves. Well, that didn't work out. They said, well, now we'll just go to our bedroom and stay there. That didn't work out. And so they followed us around all night. But we still had a little bit of luck with it. We, we found a shadow that's on our... Uh, up in the attic. Up in the attic. We've got a, a shadow that kind of rises out of a chair in front of a window. And um, I, I don't know. There's just lots of noises. 
But when you're in a room and you want to be alone, and there's three people following you in the room saying, we want to see how you operate. And they go sit down where you want to sit down and, and have your little discussion. And they want to continually talk to you. Yeah, so and they want to talk to us. We're not trying to fuss about these people, but it's the worst experience with the owners <laughs> that we've ever had. Because they were used to television cameras. They've been on television multiple times with TV shows with this house. And they find good there's good stuff there. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but we do have a, a, a table in the, I think it's in the breakfast room. The, yeah, the, the and my daughter and her husband sitting there with their flashlight on trying to get flashlight activity. And, and then it starts wobbling. And then the light starts wobbling. Finally, just falls over and rolls off the table and no one touched the table. It's just little things like that, but nothing really just will knock your socks off type deal out of it. But I think if we had been allowed to be alone, yeah, that was, there, there was one point when uh, I was going to go Pause in it real months. quick. Yeah, I'd have to say, I, I also, I can't, I mean, nothing against owners that do that, but that's, that's something I can't stand either. It's like, okay, we get it. You want to be here, but what we're trying to do is see if there is something supernatural in this building. And that is hard to do when you are following us around and making your own footsteps, talking to us, not letting us do our thing. And we've had our fair share of those experiences doing investigations. We have, we have, um, we've kind of, so maybe a tip that maybe if they're listening, because I'm going to send them the link. They're really excited to listen to this. Granted, I did tell them that it is full of swearing and yeah, uh, some yeah. pu- some you know adult humor. Dose but, um, nutting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking um, about swearing? Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's fucking weird. Keep that shit to yourself, weird. dude. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually, in one of our investigations, I'm not going to name one. We actually, I used the person that was kind of following us around in the actual investigation i had them ask questions that way they weren't talking to me they were actually participating and being beneficial to the actual investigation because they have been in the building the spirits are probably most accompanied or accustomed i guess not accompanied accustomed to thank you accustomed to them they can sometimes be quote unquote trigger objects to get some kind of paranormal activity to an extent now That's a way to get around nosy owners and stuff like that. But personally, I prefer to be alone. I so, really do. Yeah, I get some. I, I get some of the best stuff, and we get some of the best stuff when you sit into a room. You kind of just take some deep breaths, and you just kind of relax. Yeah, and, and there's try nobody to, else in the house. Connect. Yeah, yeah, not even us. So like, we don't yeah. even go. It's it's one of us in the house at a time. No matter how big the house is, the other ones will stay outside in the car or somewhere else. Sometimes we'll pair up depending on how many people are there just because we don't have enough time in the night to, to do yeah. four separate one one like hour solo investigations. But it's just it's a different world when you're by yourself. You close your eyes. You kind of try to, you know, feel like what's going on. And yeah. personally, I feel like you can connect with spirits that way a little bit better and they can see what you're really there for because – like we say, we be respectful. We were respectful to the spirits when we go in. We don't taunt. We don't try to be aggressive with them. Right. We just try to tell their story and try to communicate with them. Have, and that's yeah. what Don and Bev do. Like Speaking of Beverly, that's my grandma's name, so it's easy to remember, <laughs> ha- remember her name. Have we really got anything on our group stuff now that I'm like randomly uh, we, thinking back to it? Like aside from gotten, like the Tinker Swiss stuff, that was kind of interesting when we did the whole group thing. With the dowsing rods, 
Um, I think it's very hit or miss. But I don't feel I can't think back to something really good that we caught when it was like three or four of us all, all in a group. Because like we had some really good stuff where it was two of us. Like I know mm-hmm. Jay and I had mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff when we did Malvern. Uh, our solo things at the con- at the country house. You had the EVP, and then I had the door, and uh, like a few other little odds and ends yeah. things here and there. But I don't feel like we've really gotten yeah. a lot with groups of us to kind of play on that point of being alone and trying to just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got quite a few. I think w- when, yeah, I think groups of more than three i think it, it just personally yeah. it just i don't think it works that well well even like at D because we did we did twos um and solos and stuff we kind of did a few of that like we didn't really get a lot when we did all four of us got a little bit a few little noises but it wasn't anything major we got a lot more when it was one or two of us so all yeah. of our big ticket things we're all like solo or with twos, right? All of our big ticket yeah. finds that we've had has been very small, intimate groups, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that, that's what I'm saying. So, like, in, instead of trying to bunch up and have a whole bunch of people go there, just you're gonna catch more stuff when, like, Anthony's kind of saying how he likes to do it, where it's just you and you can sit there and yeah. just be in that moment. And yeah, you know, if you're me, yeah. just shit yourself because <laughs> yeah. you're terrified of ba- if you're you yeah, in the I basement feel, yeah yeah if, if yeah, i could throw me in the yeah. basement yeah but <laughs> i i feel like i'm a little bit more comfortable with crazy shit happening like when i first hey you can touch me yeah i say we can, you can touch <laughs> us in one of our investigations uh, hey hey I hey real a, quick sorry sorry so to interrupt funny. my video's up just so you know my video's up okay now, so we're good all right, cool. just, it's just gonna be it's gonna be hard for Tyler to edit. It's gonna be black for Have a little fun, bit, but I'll Tyler. be back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I in one of my investigations, one of the early investigations, I, I go, feel free to touch us, and then Jay goes, that uh, that that was <laughs> no, fucking hilarious. Uh, no, that's the first episode, the first ever episode of the Roadhouse. Feel free to reach out and touch yeah. us. Uh, he's and Jay, like, and you Jay, can touch me, you can touch Jay, and I was like, I revoke yo, that privilege. Yo, yeah, the best part. <laughs> was I'm it, I'm probably one of the more like just you know balls deep just dumb just getting into like crazy stuff like yeah yeah dude touch me touch me ghost daddy touch me um (laughs) let's get back into this let's get back in we're digressing we're we're, uh we're an hour and a half in so we're we're good though we're still good for a little bit here yep yeah that's the room where we saw the shadow in the window or the figure in the window and i was going to go in there and try to talk to her alone well his wife comes in and lays down on the bed and starts asking me questions so yeah, it, that's just the the rest is just like that's very very anti productive. I feel like yeah. Q number five is I ask him like what the biggest paranormal event they had happened in the Allen House or just like the quote unquote big ticket thing that they yeah. took away from there, and this is what they had to say for that. So Well, I, I think it would be some, we knew something was going on in the attic because there was a uh, a door that led up to the attic off, off the kitchen. Yeah, big stairway. And when we yeah, the, the stairway, yeah, the door closed off the stairway to the attic. Anytime we weren't in the attic and that door was closed, 
we could hear noise on the stairs or we could hear something in the attic. And so that kept luring us to the attic. But when you would get there, you know, you couldn't find any definitive proof except that one shadow that Mitchell caught at that one point. So I would think it was just, we knew it was one of those, it was kind of like cat and mouse. You knew something was going on, but it was bound and determined that it wasn't going to let you really know what it was. There was nothing that happened with us that really just knocked our socks off. It just, it was just, we just didn't have the time we wanted. And we drove three to four hours to get there. It wasn't. So they had a lot of like cat and mouse things that they were talking about where they would hear things. They would go into that location where they'd hear something, tried to find some definitive evidence, and they just they just couldn't. But there were things around, uh, obviously stirring up stuff, making their presence known, but they weren't making themselves known enough to be able to be captured by one of these scientific uh, instruments like EVP recorders, uh, K2 meters, stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, Q number six, we're going to skip because it's, uh, I asked them who they think is haunting that, the Allen house. They, uh, they advised, they believe it was the woman that committed suicide because they found the love letters up in the attic. Yeah. The attic was the most active amongst the house and the woman that they saw in the, the window was older which matches around the age that's... I'm sorry, can you say the name again, Jay? Do you remember the name of the woman that uh, committed suicide? Uh, yeah. Um, hang on, my computer's being a little weird here. Well, uh, I just don't want to... I don't want to mess up her name or be disrespectful, so when you get that, just throw it in. But... Uh, cute. For the... Who killed herself? Yeah. Oh, that was uh, Liddell. Yeah, Liddell. Liddell, Allen, Bonner. Allen, gotcha. So cue number seven is going to be who are the most famous people they've ever investigated with. In this interview, I, and I think for future interviews, I'm going to ask about the interview of the location, and I may ask them to kind of delve a little bit more in their group, just so we can kind of get to know these groups a little bit more intimately. Yeah. That way we can connect to them, and if you want to learn more about them, you can go to the websites and stuff that we, we give you. Sure. Q, Q, Q. You can read it on Kindle or buy it for three or four dollars. It's called, it's a little black pen. Sorry, I think I accidentally did Good not cue that one up. Q, yeah, Q, I, Q? I, hold on a second. Let me, let me go back real quick. Hey, you're going to cue that up, Anthony? Or nah? So wow. that one didn't cue up. They actually went <laughs> and they met the ghost hunters. Like they got to investigate with like the ghost hunters, <laughs> awesome. which was really oh, cool. That's cool. And one of the ghost hunters, I forgot which one, actually told them about the spirits that, I guess, occupy objects, which goes back into the sleigh that his great-great-grandfather had and kind of told him that, hey, I believe your great-great-grandfather is going to be with you as long as you have that sleigh. So we kind of talked about that story. Sleigh? Sled? Yeah, like sled. Yeah, sled, sleigh. That's what, yeah. Okay. It's like a one-horse sleigh, pretty much. Gotcha. Q number seven. Uh, Don wrote a book about the great-great-granddad's story of the sleigh. And uh, he, I gave him a little bit of a plug for it because he was being, you know, if, when people help this, us out, we try to help them out. So. The sleigh has to do with the Allen house? No, but this is just a plug for him. This, this is their plug. Every interview, I let them plug oh, okay. one thing about them. This is their plug. 
I'm just, I would say casual. Yeah. We're professionals. Whoops. We are you professionals. Can read it on Kindle or back for three or four dollars. It's called, it's a little black, thin, 56 page uh, paperback book called A Patient Spirit. It's got a background picture of my grand, great great grandfather's sleigh on it. It's called My Great Great Grandfather's Story, Don Seaford. And it's a quick read, but it's a true story, it's, as well as I can tell it from what I was able to gather. So along with that, they also asked me to shout out their website, which is also going to be the website that Tyler's going to find for some of these pictures of the investigation or the, pic- the picture we talked about. Mm-hmm. That's going to be Seaborn mm-hmm. Paranormal Investigations. That's S-E-B-O-U-R-N Paranormal Investigations dot blogspot.com. Okay. Cool. So, so B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. Go so check, check them out. Look at them. Hell give yeah. Them a, Give them a shout out because they definitely did us a solid by uh, giving us yeah, this interview on pretty short notice. The next cue uh, is what kind of energy did the house have? Was it like malevolent? Was it, uh, you know, kind of docile, like casual? What was, what did they have? And this right. is what they had to say. Q, Q, Q. Well, I'm just, I would say casual. Yeah, I mean, it was casual. I didn't walk into every room and freeze up or anything we, like we've that. We've been to several places where you could tell there was something there that really didn't want you there. We've had chairs thrown, and you know we've had we've had we've been run like out. That. We've been run out before, but this and house is this nothing. was this was nothing like that. Like I say, none of us felt like we were in any danger. You know, it was just it was just interesting, and it's something I would love to have been able to really get into, but we we weren't really given that chance. So gotcha. So, yeah, it was very casual, very, uh, you know, just occupying the residents with the owners. It wasn't trying to push them out. Right. It was just kind of living just there. Just there. Q number nine, uh, Don advises he wants to, to say one more thing about the Allen House. Uh, as of right before I'm about to end the interview, he goes, let me say one more thing. Right. And this is what, and this is what he has to say. Sure. Okay. They told a story about previous investigators that got there. This was several years before we even did it. And it was before ghost hunters even went there, I'm pretty sure. But they did not like the owners leaving the house in the hands of strangers. That's what they, they're saying. That's they what say. they were saying. And so they agreed to these investigators, let's let's go to a movie, let's go out and give them a few hours or whatever. Well, a storm comes up, blows a limb down on the power outside the house, outside the kitchen, and starts a fire on the outside. And they have always sworn that those spirits did that to get them back to that house. Now, this was their story. I, I don't, I can't verify it. Yeah, this, that's why they don't want to leave. And that's house. why they don't want, they claim they don't want to leave the house, but they agreed to. And then they back that. Hmm. So that story that you talked about, uh, something that you missed was they were told by the owners that when they left and gave the paranormal group the house alone, a branch fell on the power line, started right. a fire. You know, probably a bad enough fire to to threaten the house, and they felt like it was the ghosts making them come back. Oh, and yeah, it didn't have that. That was a fire listed there. It just said that it fell on the power lines, but yeah, fire starting makes sense. Yeah, so that whole they feel like the ghosts don't want to be left with paranormal paranormal groups alone, and that's kind of why they occupy the house with paranormal investigations now. Okay. I'll take it with a grain of salt because it's an anecdote. Yeah, and it could be completely BS, but. I know they they were kind of not bashing them, but talking like right, hey, right, right. They right. kind of ruined our experience. 
but they also wanted to throw in it. There could be a reason why they were like that, why they were kind of hovering. Yeah, it was one of those things like it might have ruined the experience. Like you can be in the house, but you don't have to follow us around and sit on the bed. Yeah. And talk yeah, while no, we're I get, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get you. The final cue that I have is uh, their opinions on respect, which obviously is one of our disclaimers and it just falls so in line with what we believe and i yeah they put it so perfectly that i had to i had to play it sure leave a, a even if we're there all night we pull some all-nighters too believe me it's not fun but it's yeah but we're, yeah we're not ones to to try to stir the ghost up we don't you know we don't want to get them upset about anything because i figure it, it pays to be nice and let them know that you really care about what's going on there you're not trying to you know, we don't do the Ouija board. We don't try to, you know, do any of that sort of thing. We just try to sit down and talk to them and ask them if they want to share their story. And that's, you know, that's where we go from. But my biggest thing is I like to do is try to set them free if they want to go. Uh, that deal in Irish, at the movie theater in Irish, the Irish theater in, in Peril, Texas, mm-hmm. is one of my favorite ones because of what the guy told me when he was coming back up the stairs and following me out of the basement. And he was saying, I never... This is a spirit, by the way. This is kind of along their respecting the, and trying to help spirits out. So this is this was a pretty cool and interesting story. I thought it might be interesting to throw at the end. Cool. Yeah. Play it. Drink. They thought they got drunk and fell Back up the stairs and followed me out of the basement. And he was saying, I never, I never drank. They thought he got drunk and he, fell down, he fell down the stairs and died three days later in the hospital. He never got to tell his family what happened. Okay, and so he he told me just as plain as you can say it, and it's on it's on the website. I never drank, and he did it in a gravelly voice, like he was out of breath running up those stairs to catch me before I got out of the basement. We went back a year or two later and did a follow up. There was nothing in that basement. I know, I knew the instant he said that he he tell my family I was not drinking. I didn't have that chance to tell him that it was an accident. And I know that's what he was saying to me. And so when we went back, well, they, they agreed to let us come back in there and do a, a follow-up. A follow-up. And, uh, and it's one of the neatest experiences I've ever done. I feel like I, I said him free because no one had ever been in that basement was a recorder and asked who's down here. That's where he got, That's where he more or less died was at the foot of those stairs. He never came to after that. He died in the hospital later, but he was laying there for days. I, that's what I assumed. Mm-hmm. But he wanted me to t- let his family know he was not drinking. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty so, intense. Yeah, it was a so respect. Very, yeah, so respect always. and like we always talk about, like we always talk about that these spirits, like we call them, we say ghosts just because it's kind of common like verbiage for people to understand spirits, paranormal, right. whatnot. I, I usually when we're there, we say spirits just because it's a little bit more. Softer, like I, right? Softer. It's it's not as when you think of ghosts, you think of you know cartoons like a, like or like a pop know, culture like, thing. Okay, yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. So like we use ghosts, but realistically, <laughs> when we're there, we try to be respectful, like we say in spirits. But they're people, and they yeah. have stories yeah. that they want to tell or they don't want to tell, and that's sometimes why they don't interact with us. They may not like us. They may not want to talk to us that day. They're right. just people, and that's why. And that's something why we keep saying be respectful. And that goes to the people and the spirits because, like I said, they're people. And when you guys go out there, and if you guys want to do this, just try to treat them like people. Is all I is, is yeah. kind of what I continue to preach. Absolutely, yeah. there will be no taunting agreed, of anything agreed. from us while we are no. investigating. 
Yeah, but and, and we and we note. will hate it if you go ghost hunting wearing our merch. Well, I mean, we'll love that you're wearing our merch, but if you go ghost hunting wearing our merch and you're taunting ghosts, we're not going to be happy with you. We're not going to be Thanks. happy with you. You're not a, you're not a real ghost squad because yep. you don't understand yeah. the principles that we follow. Exactly. So. Yeah. That's all my cues. Okay. That was a great well, that wraps that was up. Really. I like uh, it. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Thank you very much Thank for you. those interviews, Anthony. That was very, very professional. Who, who'd have thunk? A bunch of professionals, but no, they, that was the that was a cute ass family. <laughs> that was a cool the interview. Best. I now have goals. That was a cool interview. Yes, right. Right. I, I I didn't have goals before. I was kind of just a drift uh, in I'm, life, but now I have. I'm goals. just a drifter. I'm just a drift. Not no mo. But that that will do it for episode number ten, the Allen House, Monticello. Arkansas, 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 Arkansas. So yes, thank you everybody for coming by again for episode number ten. We appreciate you, of course. Uh, thank you, Anthony, for those that interview it was very good, and thank you, Tyler, for the the uh, town history there. Um, and thank you and for while, the building. Uh, we history. appreciate everyone. Uh, oh, of course, I of appreciate course. all of you. Yes, thank you everybody for stopping by. Uh, and we will be posting this on YouTube soon. Um, you will not see my face for a chunk of it because <laughs> my camera died, <laughs> but that's what we do. We do it live. So, uh, yeah, thank you everybody again for stopping by for episode number 10. Uh, now before we go, of course, you know, just if, if you feel like you want to help us out and you want to continue us to continue doing these episodes, you can support us in many different ways. You can go over to our social media accounts, give us a follow and comment and stay up to date on what we do. With the podcast pictures and everything that we post for the podcast, you can go there, send likes, comment, or you can, uh, and that's haunting underscore table, or you can go to our email address, thehauntingtable at gmail.com. You, you can send us anything there. Send us pictures of your dogs for Puppy Sundays on our Instagram. Uh, and if you do that, make sure you include the name of the dog and then, of course, your uh, handle for your Instagram so that way we can give you a shout out. Um, but yeah, or you could just send us information on new places to go to do investigations or to uh, do an episode about because, you know, some of our stuff, we, we don't need monetary value if you're able to get us into places. Uh, that That's just as important to us. But if you do feel so inclined to help out uh, monetarily, uh, you want to help produce an episode, you can head over to paypal.me forward slash the haunting table, of course. Uh, you type that in, it'll pop up with my name, Jake Woods. I don't know why it should, it's for the haunting table, but for some reason, my name shows up. Uh, you could, you could head over there and, you know, help produce the episode with whatever, whatever you think it's worth. Um, or I'm going to hand it over to Tyler to give you a little, uh, plug on the Patreon and possible upcoming merch. If we have anything in the works for that, uh, merch, not as much. I'm still just, I got to call a few places tomorrow about it. We're trying to get it made honestly yeah. uh find 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 a place that we can that we can get it so it's uh reasonably priced we had a spot but yeah. there was uh we were gonna do it on from an online place but i don't know if y'all want to pay for like six or seven dollars for shipping because i don't think i would i'm gonna be real here no so fuck that yeah we're trying Hard to find pass. some other place um but yeah so uh we got our patreon that is haunting underscore table or pay, patreon slash haunting underscore table uh we got that we got our different tiers that you can uh join and get rewards for anything from like three dollars all the way up to 50 so 
whatever you decide you those, want. Those, that's not the rewards you get for following oh. going to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> like you fair, can get rewards like three dollars up to fifty. Point. It's like uh, we don't pay fair point. you. No, fair point. Poorly we, worded. We, you definitely deserve to be paid to listen to us. Yes, but unfortunately, we could not, we wouldn't be able to afford that. We we have um, different tiers yeah. that range from those dollar amounts that you can right, you right, can right. have, but the rewards you get from them are anything from shoutouts on the podcast to. Uh, we'll probably th- we'll throw in some free merch, and yeah. just here and there. We even have one yeah. that uh, is a personalized video that you can get from us. That'll be all three of us that we'll send to you. Awesome! Yeah. I have no idea what the of hell course. we would do from that, yeah. but uh, it'll <laughs> it's be not a my OnlyFans. Video. It'll be great. <laughs> make sure we th- it's not a my OnlyFans. So <laughs> it, no, it's not. <laughs> so we got that. I mean, depending how much you pay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Maybe. Uh, Am I kidding? I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not but kidding. anyway, so but uh, yeah. other than that, yes. Do, so also, help, the you other, can help support one, us in many different ways. Yep. The other thing we're gonna do is we might have a Kickstarter coming as well to try to get into yes. some bigger places here and there. Um, just pretty much because there there are a few places that they they cost money, like money, money, money that we which is fair. Broke dudes don't have at the moment. <laughs> three so, podcasters. Yeah, exactly. And uh, good for. The people there that are running that it is a that that's a great line of work to own something that's haunted and be able to get essentially paid for letting people come as in. That's awesome. Yeah, but as long as it's not exploitive, right? Uh, you know, yeah. But exactly. Yeah. So we got that in the works. You can support us that when that comes out, or or you could just if you want to do it easy way, go to Patre- uh, the Patreon or the PayPal. Either way, uh, yep. many ways to support us. Show your love, and we will thank you, you know, avidly for it. And then you know, you you give us a if you produce an episode through paypal paypal.me forward slash the hunting table you will you can write a note in there and we'll read it out and we'll give you a shout out but uh other than that are we missing anything does that pretty much cover it all sounds good i think we're good honestly yeah all right everybody once again thank you everybody so much for coming and listening to episode number 10 of the haunting table alan house in where is it tyler monticello monticello Monticello, Arkansas. Arkansas. But everybody, thank you so much. Everybody stay safe. And until next time, happy Happy haunting. haunting. (laughs) Yeah, that was crisp. (laughs) 